0: Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Excited to have you here today. We are going to talk about procrastination. Surprise, surprise. Let's get into it. The first thing I want to do is clear up one of the myths that comes up when people pursue procrastination coaching. I think a lot of people think that they are hiring me to help them do more, 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 and all of the things. And I don't do that. I will not help you do that. What I will help you do is do more of what you actually want to do to get the results that you actually want while also doing way less overall. So we're kind of going to work this episode backwards is what are all of the things that you actually have to get rid of first before you double down on the things that you want to keep. So a lot of procrastination is solved by just letting go of shit. I'm going to walk you through some different buckets, some examples of where you can do that, and then we'll be left with only the good stuff. So take a minute to think of anything that you're procrastinating on right now. What falls into the category of things that you just genuinely don't want to do? And by genuinely don't want to do, what I really mean is you don't want to do it and you're willing to stomach the repercussions of that. I can just hear somebody out there right now just said in their head, I don't want to do my taxes. (laughs) I've heard that joke a lot. Not a good example usually because you don't want to do your taxes. However, you're not willing to stomach the repercussions of not doing your taxes. So what are the things that you don't want to do that you've previously said yes to because of some sort of obligation to somebody else, some people-pleasing pattern, some unwritten rule that you have for yourself about what good business owners do? What is all of that stuff that you would be willing to let go of because you don't want to do it? Perfect example here is social media. So a lot of business owners are on social media. They're hating it, but they're doing it because the world of business owners said that you should do it. But what if you let it go? What if you built your business and sales and marketing in a different way? Or ironically for me, two years ago, I let go of the podcast because I just didn't want to do it. The cake was not worth the bake, as my Kiwi friend says. It just wasn't worth it to me. At that time, it felt like I was giving way more to it than I was getting back. And so it just wasn't worth it. Two more examples that I hear a lot are client notes. People dread client notes. Like universally, I think that's a thing. So what if you were to be willing to let go of client notes? I did this. I just stopped sending notes to my clients because I was tracking whether they were reading them. They weren't reading them. And I was taking too much responsibility in that relationship. So I was willing to let one or two people be slightly annoyed or aggravated in order to not have to do this thing that I was constantly dreading. And no one was really benefiting or appreciating either. And fun fact, no client, not one time ever mentioned this to me. No one felt a lack because of this. The second example is any sort of intense over the top metric tracking Example is tracking all of your social media metrics like every day or every week, especially when that's not the number one metric that actually indicates your success in your business. So letting go of all of that. So let's do a quick check-in here. Of 100% of the things that you're currently or recently have been procrastinating on or the things that you anticipate procrastinating on in the coming weeks or months, What percent of them would be cleared up by just getting rid of things that you genuinely don't want to do where you're willing to stomach the discomfort of letting that thing go? So you're willing to feel bad temporarily, or you're willing to let someone else potentially feel bad temporarily in order to not do that thing. What percent of things would get cleared up just from that? And notice that it's not just the things that are cleared off of your to-do list at this point, it's all of the mental and emotional energy that you've been spending on these things as well. So there's guilt or shame or resentment even. So much of that dissipates when you just let go of the tasks and you're honest that you don't want to do them. So that's the don't want to do category. Now let's talk about the second category, which is all the things that you can't do. So, these are all of the things that you are procrastinating on because, in this moment in time, you are lacking a resource that is needed to get this thing done. So, some examples of resources are time, energy, money, support, and skill. The really wild thing about this category of can't, and to be clear, that's can't in this moment, is how much we internalize this as a personal failing. Like, I don't have the time. I'm a failure. I don't have the energy failure. I don't have the right resources failure. We really make this very personal when often it is just that we haven't yet had the resource that we needed in place or skills is a big one. I hear the thought from my clients all the time. I should know how to do that. And I'm like, okay, why, why should you know how to do that? And they're like, Okay, fine, I shouldn't. I shouldn't know how to do that. No one ever taught me I never developed that skill set. I'm like, "Yeah, you've been telling yourself you should be able to do this, but you just don't have the skill set yet." My example of this was at the beginning of my business, I spent so much time and energy beating myself up about not getting paid clients. I was doing all of the things, but not actually converting people for the first seven months of my business, I didn't realize that I was just lacking the skill set of sell it. I assumed that I should know how to do that, but why? Yes, I had run a business before, but I had never sold one on one clients into life coaching. I had never developed that specific skill set. So I went to work to develop that skill set so I could stop procrastinating on sales tasks. So, one more example with the can't category is that I'll have a lot of clients come to me and they're over 100% capacity with their time meaning that the things they expect themselves to do literally cannot fit into their schedule. And we know this because we look at the math of what are you expecting yourself to do and how long will that take? And so how much available time do you have? And what we find over and over and over is that most people mathematically are expecting themselves to do more than they can possibly get done, right? So now there's a disconnect between your expectations and reality. It causes you so much pain And you internalize that pain as a personal failing versus stepping back, realizing that, as I like to say, the math is not mathing of your schedule. So something's got to give. You're not inferior because you can't get these things done. You just can't get these things done because of the math of it, given your other commitments. So let's do another check in here. If you look at times you've recently procrastinated, things you're currently procrastinating on and things that you anticipate procrastinating on in the near future, what percent of things would get cleared up if you acknowledged your can't category and put in place the solutions that are needed? All right. The third category that we have is things that feel intolerable. So in this imaginary little world that we're playing in right now, we've already gotten rid of all of the things that you genuinely don't want to do that you're willing to get rid of. And we've come up with solutions for every single one of the things that you can't have done before because you didn't have the resources in place. I'm really asking you to go with me here because your brain might be firing really strong. Like, but I haven't actually done any of this. Just make believe with me for a minute here. Now we're going to address this third category, which is the things that are still left over that feel completely intolerable to you. So by intolerable, what I mean is it creates such an intense negative emotion that you feel like you can't handle it. So it's any task that you consider really tedious. You're like, it's so boring. I literally can't tolerate the boredom. Or it's so overwhelming, I can't tolerate sitting and starting. Maybe it feels like something that's really high stakes. So it's so high stakes that I can't tolerate the nervousness or the anxiety that I'm feeling around it. Or it's so complex, maybe it's something that is going wrong that you have to fix. So it's so frustrating that you can't tolerate the frustration of it. I want to give you a little twist, a little fresh perspective on intolerable feelings What you're actually saying is that the waves of sensation in my body feel overpowering. They feel so true to me and they make me lose the ability to sit down and do the work. That's really what we're talking about here. So what tasks that are on your list or on your calendar fall under this category of intolerable? And if you were to solve this, By bringing somebody in, by getting some emotional support, or even just soothing yourself through the experience while also showing up, what percent of your tasks would be resolved at this point? Now, you might be like yelling at me through your podcast app, like, please give me solutions. This episode, I'm not going to go too far into solutions because pretty much every single other episode that I do is about solutions. This episode is more about diagnosing the problem and process of elimination. So what percent of your tasks are eliminated when you just decide, I don't want to do it and I'm not doing it. And then what percent get resolved when you realize you don't have the right resources in place. So you got to get rid of things that way or reassess them. And then that last category of what are the things that feel totally intolerable that either I also let go of, or I work through that intolerable feeling. Based on my work with my clients who are exactly like you, or are you, literally, if you've been my client, but passionate business owners who still find themselves procrastinating and working on a ton of half-finished projects, my guess is that these three steps have addressed probably at least 50% of the things, maybe even 75% of the things on your to-do list or on your schedule. I'm going to go with 25% for simplicity's sake of things that you've been procrastinating on that are not addressed by the other three categories. And this is all of the remaining things that you do actually want to do that fundamentally does have value to you is high impact in your business and in your life, but you have a mental block about it. The easiest way to find out what your mental block is, is to take a specific task and go talk about it with somebody. Listen to the words that you say, listen to your tone and watch your own body language and you will figure out real quick why you have a mental block about it. And I'll just tell you that the vast majority of mental blocks at this point come down to one thought. It's not usually a thought that you're actively thinking, but it's in your brain somewhere. It is some version of this won't work, or if it does work, the results that I will get the return on the investment of doing this task won't be worth it. So you might have caught this thought earlier in the podcast. I talked about it when I used to podcast is I'm putting in more than I'm getting back. And this line of thinking will stop us in our tracks or slow us down every single time. It's like if you're in a long-term relationship or a friendship and you believe that you give more to that friendship than you get back, resentment builds, you stop showing up as much for that person, right? Your relationship erodes. It's the same thing with your tasks. If you believe that you're putting in more than you're getting back, you're not going to have a solid, happy relationship with those tasks. So this is where we come in with some really solid strategies that are designed around helping you want to do the remaining work. And notice that I did not say tolerate doing the work, but actually wanting to do it. We literally start training your brain to crave the work, to crave the process of doing the work, but also to crave the result of doing the work. And you have to learn how to do this without any tangible evidence that it's actually going to pay off. That's the wild part. You're working on believing that it will ultimately pay off to do these things, even though there's no guarantee. So I'll give you a really good example. I have created a ton of freebies, so you can actually go find them right now if you go to peakcoaching.co slash five reasons. That's the guide on the five reasons that your projects are half finished. Or you can go to peakcoaching.co slash 10 minute win, which is a guide on how to stop procrastinating in 10 minutes. See what I did there? Okay. This is great, given the point that I'm about to make. I created both of those freebies without any guarantee that any human would ever want to use them, right? There's no way. That I could have proven without a shadow of a doubt that people wanted this. People had asked me for it. People were always talking to me about procrastination. I had an ads manager in place, but I still didn't have any guarantee that we were going to be able to get this into the hands of the people who most needed it. What that required of me was to be willing to put in a fuck ton of effort in order to potentially get a payoff. Obviously, it's working. But I had to be willing to risk it first, create it without any guarantee in order to see those results eventually. So we for sure can stack the odds in our favor, right? By creating things that people say they need or asking us for that we have the resources in place to promote for sure. We can stack the odds in our favor, but we're still taking on a certain amount of risk when we put ourselves out there with creation. So I want to ask a favor of you. As you've gone through this episode and as you've been thinking about all of the things that you normally procrastinate on, I want you to think about where do they fit into the buckets of things I genuinely don't want to do, things that for whatever reason in this moment I can't do, or the third category of things that just feel completely intolerable to a level that at this moment doesn't feel manageable to me. And then for anything that's left over, how can I shift my mindset to make it worth it because of the process and the potential result that I'm going to get? Is there anything else that we didn't cover that doesn't fit squarely into those four buckets? If so, I invite you to send me an email. So it's hello at peakcoaching.co. I would really love to hear from you because I want to make sure on this podcast that I'm giving you everything you need to stop procrastinating and start finishing your half-done projects. And if there is something that I'm overlooking, let me know. And we can always work through it. I'm always happy to give you customized recommendations to really make this work work for you. And if you know a business owner who's super passionate in their business, but struggles with procrastination, I invite you to send them this specific episode. You can just forward it to them from your favorite podcast app, because I think this is one of the core bedrock episodes that truly breaks down procrastination and cuts through a lot of the confusion and angst that self-proclaimed procrastinators often have around their procrastination and especially passionate business owners who I often think put even more pressure on themselves because they're like, my passion should be enough to override the procrastination. So, my hope with this episode is that you understand procrastination more deeply and you start opening your brain to every single thing that you're experiencing with procrastination is totally solvable. We have a variety of strategies that we can implement to help get you through anything that's happening. Thanks so much for joining for another episode and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Half Finished to Done podcast. If you're ready to become a self-assured repeat project finisher, the best place to work with me is in my eight-week group coaching program, Half Finished to Done, live. You'll leave our time together with one finished project and the skills you need to finish any project, personal or business, in the future. Just head to peakcoaching.co slash HFD live for your next step. Can't wait to work with you.